Hello, and welcome to a special mini episode of Neurotransmissions. Uh, I'm Joe. I'm Misha. And I'm Ben. And uh, today we, uh, we're sharing with you a little bit of the uh, conversation we had with David Furster after our interview ended uh, last week. Turns out he's extremely smart about talking about writing. And writing is something we all need to do to apply for money and to make people read the work that we actually did. And it's pretty difficult too. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, So it's actually like really central to the whole process of science, but it's a skill that I think gets underdeveloped in a lot of people. Yeah, I'm really curious to listen to this interview and see what he has to say about it. He hates drunken white. Uh, so th- that that's kind of funny. Drunk and white? Strunk and white. Why do you always make that joke? <laughs> okay, so enjoy uh, episode 8.5. But the other thing, I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a cliche by now, but it, that if you can write clearly, it forces you to think clearly. Mm-hmm. And so learning to write is really... Um, helps you in all your phases of science. I've I've come to think over the years that the real science doesn't start until the experiments are over, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you sit down and when you start making figures in particular and writing, you start to understand what the experiment is that you really did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's the experiment you think you did and the experiment that you actually did. And that's probably why so many reviews come back with ideas for another experiment you need to do? Well, that's a different question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different question. Right. But, but you just, on your own, right, you, when you sit down to write, is, it's, is that the experiments and the results force you to think in, in new ways about, about the problem that you're asking. And so it's such an intimate and integral part of the process, whereas I think many people think, I'm going to do the experiments and then I clean up the glassware and then I'll write the paper, you know, and then, then and that writing the paper is pretty much comparable to cleaning up the glassware and putting away the, the tools. And it's not the case. Like I said, I think the real science be- actually begins when you sit down to, to write the paper on some level. I mean, of course, that's an exaggeration, but um, because I've, that's when I really learn what's going on is when you start really hammering things out and trying to explain it to someone else and find which of course forces you to understand the inconsistencies of your own arguments yeah forcing yourself to articulate right the idea um right shines a light on your own right. bullshit basically <laughs> well i wouldn't i wouldn't call it bullshit but <laughs> <Don't believe> but, <laughs> but the the as i said the internal inconsistencies and, and then the whole process of explaining it clearly to someone else is, uh, I find very satisfying. It's like programming in a way, it's like computer programming in a way, you know, arranging all the pieces in a very logical way. Um, and you, you really have a multi-dimensional space that you have to lay out in a single line, right? Which is the line of text. And so it's like solving a crossword puzzle or, um, you know, finding out how all the pieces can fit together in a in a coherent manuscript. It's a it's a very uh, I find it in a, a very enjoyable and interesting process. Um, but it took a long time for me to get to that stage, right? Because usually, you know, when I started out, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and so it was extremely painful. Writing was very painful. So. 
and and it's a it's a lifetime learning process. It, you, you you never stop learning new ways to to express yourself and and present data and things like that. Do you find time now to write? I mean, do you? Do you well, I have less less cause to do it, but um, but yeah, I do. I certainly do uh, some writing now. You should write on writing. <laughs> I have actually. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've written a I've written about a ten or fifteen page essay on the process of learning to write and how important it is, and some uh, resources for how to. I mean, th this is the other thing. Very few people know how to teach writing. Um, I didn't know how to teach my students how to write for a long time. Um, but there are some resources that I find very helpful that, um, that explain the process. I don't know if they help you learn, but they're ways of expressing you know, why this sentence doesn't work or why, you know, why is it that I want to switch the order of these two clauses? How can I explain that to the student? I know it sounds better to me, how can I convince them that that it's really the better way of doing things? And there are there are some some good resources for doing that for people that lay lay out principles on how to do that. Strunk and White. No, no. Strunk and White. You know, I used to think Strunk and White was great. David Hubel swore by Strunk and White, but it's not a very useful text. You know, it basically. I mean, for example, Strunk and White says omit needless words. Right. That's one of their their admonitions. Well, what does that mean? How do you omit a needless word? What makes a needless word? How do you identify them? If you don't know, you can't really, you know, it, it, so it's a circular and, and unhelpful set of, of arguments. And a lot of the rules that they articulate, like um, uh, split infinitives and such, really are not that, you know, they don't help you in crafting a, a, a good sentence or a good paragraph it just you know whether you split the infinitive or not is really not going to make a big difference in your in your papers shots fired <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not the first person to say this there are whole essays written on the deficiencies mm -hmm. of strunk and white mm -hmm. um so uh it's 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 not my it's it, it's not my uh um innovation mm -hmm. to say that but I've n I never thought Strunk and White was that helpful, except in little niggling cases of usage, and and um, and and it's an you know it's an amusing book. There's a lot of uh, condescension in it, and and superior thinking, and, and so it's fun. Mm -hmm. But it's not helpful. Our so, co-host Ben isn't here today, but I am going to go make fun of him for having Strunk and White on his shelf. No, now. everybody right. sh everybody <laughs> should have Strunk and White on their shelves. I'm not saying it's not a an interesting, fun, and 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 to some extent helpful book, but it's but if 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 you were thrown in a room with with a set of experiments to write up and Strunk and White, it, you won't be successful mm -hmm. because it doesn't teach you from first principles how to how to lay out the order of an argument yeah and yeah. it's not it's also like a general writing guide it's, and there's mm -hmm. something i mean maybe you disagree but mm -hmm. is there something about scientific writing that differs from most types of writing I mean, oh yeah uh well uh, it's a very specific it's there it has much in common with with certain other types of writing but it's very specific it you're you're trying to be clear and you're trying, to a large extent, not to have any style. 
Yeah. You're not you're not trying to put the prose forward as something beautiful. You're you're trying to to make the prose disappear so that what you're writing about comes to the front. And increase uh, the signal to noise basically of your message. Well, it's um, that's part of it. You definitely want to do that, but it's more that that you want the medium to to disappear. Um, and the information that it's carrying to be to be primary. Whereas when you're writing poetry or fiction, the beauty of the prose is part of the process, and that's not the goal. You just want clarity. You don't want style. I mean, of course, the science, scientific writing has a style, right? We often use the the, the passive voice. We um, I don't know. We there are certain technical terms that you have to use, and that creates a style of its own. But we're not out, few of us are out to try to distinguish our own personal style from someone else's style. We really just want to conform to the generic scientific style. So you don't want your readers noticing the actual style while they're reading <laughs> right. your paper. They just I mean, a little, a little of that is fun, you know, in the discussion. You want to you relax and, uh, you know, uh, reveal yourself a little bit sometimes. Wax poetic. Speculate. Yeah, yeah, but but just here, you know, just to give a hint here and there. You, you as you said, you're not out to, um, dis- at least, I'm not out to distinguish myself by my by the style of writing. I just want to make it clear, and clarity in itself is such a difficult goal. It, it's so much work to do it properly. How did you how did you uh, go about teaching your students this? Is it did you have like a little seminar with them, or did you just is this just like kind of a meeting no. on one thing? And no, it's a, it's again it. the apprentice. It's the, the apprenticeship, right. and and it's how I was taught to write. Uh, I would write, and I would get critiqued, and uh, and I would write again, and I would get critiqued, or and then in several cases um, I sat together with my mentor, and we would write. You know, we would be writing together um, and so I would see how it was done and get you get the music of scientific prose in your head by doing that it's very hard to, it's like learning how to ski I mean no one can teach you how to ski they can show you right and they can give you some pointers like you know don't let your skis go out to the side like that but you really have to do it for yourself from endless practice and and then you know feedback from the fact that you fall down, or feedback from the from somebody telling you, no, that's not the way it's done. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeuroPodcast. Uh, follow Misha at Salad Zombie. I'm at JW Science. You can like us on Facebook. We're the best. Uh, yeah, uh, rate us number one. That was a good episode. That was um, amazing. Yeah. Tell everyone you know. Subscribe on iTunes. You guys are my best friends. You can you can get it on Google Play. I'm can pretty sure that signal to noise has nothing to do with writing. Okay, you're done. All right, bye everybody. Thank you for listening. Make sure you comment on how accurate Misha's analogies are. I think we should all comment on how accurate Misha's analogies are. <laughs> they usually get shot down by the guest. Make a map of the comments, kind of like your t- direction. Okay, okay, okay bye bye. bye. <laughs>